number two in a series called Taboo. It's entitled Abuse. And the one big message today is this. Take charge. Just two words. Sabay-sabihin. Sabay-sabay-sabihin. Take charge. So that's what our one big message is. Uh, we are still here in the series, Taboo, the stuff we don't want to talk about. The first talk was ancestors, so we spoke about families and the way they affect us. Now we're talking about abuse. So the one big message, take charge. There are four kinds of abuse. Ilang kinds? Four kinds. Some might say, why do we talk about abuse? This is not my problem anyway. May sasabihin po ako sa inyo. Tanungin niyo ako, ano? Oh, believe me. Abuse is more common than you think it is. In fact, it's so common na two things. Whether you're being abused already, hindi mo lang alam, or you are the abuser yourself. At hindi mo alam, nang-aabuso ka na. It's closer to you than you think it is. Because the most common location of, bu of abuse is where? Tanungin niyo ako saan? Sa Pag sinagot ko ito, dapat magulat kayo sabay-sabay sabihin. What? Ganon ha? Ulit. Because the most common location of abuse is in the home. <laughs> there are many kinds of abuse. But let me share four of them because they're the most common today. Physical abuse. Number two is sexual abuse. Number three is verbal emotional abuse. Number four is religious abuse. Let me brush through them one by one. Physical abuse. Get ready to be shocked by these data. Don't you know that every 16 minutes, there is a woman that's being battered? Yeah, pala marami ako nakikita mga babae na makikintab at mataas ang kolesterol because they're battered. One out of five women experience physical abuse. And are you ready for this? Three out of five children experience physical abuse. 14.4% of wives experience physical violence from their husbands. That's why it's not unnatural to hear stories like, Pare, jahiya ako sa sarili ko kasi nag-away kami ng misis ko, nagdilim ang paningin ko kagabi. Sabi ko, bakit Brad, nasaktan mo ba ang misis mo? Hindi, nagdilim ang paningin ko, sinakal niya ako, hindi ako nakahinga. <laughs> Sexual abuse, stats are staggering. Every 53 minutes, a woman or a child is raped. Seven in ten victims of rape are children. One out of ten women experience sexual abuse in their lives. One out of five children experience sexual violence. That's why in the light of Jesus' family, we need to partner with institutions like Grace to be Born. It is our center for pregnant women in crisis. And Jeremiah Foundation, this is our home for sexually abused children. We also have here in Laguna, we partner with them because the leader is, is part of our community, si Katri Molino, si Dokkat, and Pangalan Moms make our mothers safe. And you will hear stories like girls as young as 12 years old uh, are pregnant because the sick father or stepfather or uncle violated them. 
But what's even more disturbing, hindi nagre-reklamo itong mga ito. You would hear seven-year-old girls molested by fathers, uncles, brothers, cousins. Yung iba, nagkakalakas ng loob. Finally, magsusumbong, inay, buntis po ako. And sadly, ang mga magulang in denial, anak, hindi ka buntis. Inay, buntis po ako. Kasi po nagsusukan na ako tuwing umaga. Hindi anak, hindi ka buntis. Mami, nahihilo na po ako tuwing, tuwing hapon. Lumalaki na po ang pusong ko. Sagot yung nanay, tigilan mo nga ako, Renato. Sabunutan ko kaya bigote mo. Religious abuse. Oh, it happens all the time. Insecure religious leaders of communities dominating their members through guilt-centered teachings and self-serving authority exercised by the leaders. Abusive religious leaders normally demand total control over the members, total obedience. You cannot make personal decisions without consulting your pastoral leaders. Your religious leaders tell you. They give you a go signal on where you're supposed to live. Silang papayag kung mag-a-abroad ka o hindi. Where do you work? Who to marry? Even the clothes to wear. Huwag ka mag-iitim ng magsusuot ng itim. Kasi malapit yan sa demonyo. Even the music that you would listen to. Uh, meron silang mga endorsement. Even the movies that you watch. Huwag ka manonood ng Harry Potter. Kasi witchcraft yan. Sir, uh, brother, hindi po ako makaka-attend ng prayer meeting. Ngayon. What? Hindi ka attend ng prayer meeting? Bakit? Eh kasi po, may exam yung anak ko, kailangan mag-review kami, re-reviewin ko. Di ba? Sabi ng leader, umatend ka kasi God first. They have a distorted definition of what it means to make God first in your life. And they can be pastors, they can be prayer meeting leaders, they can be priests. Pwede rin madre, minsan. They can be religious leaders kahit anong forma. Yung mga principal sa school, di ba? Madre naglalakad kasi mangot palagi, di ba? Minsan di mo malaman kung mukha o siko. Pero kulubot eh talaga. Sa pagalitan, sigawang ka kagad. Pag nakita ka. Minsan may kumatok sa parokya kay Father. Father, papablesan ko po yung aso ko. Ano galit ka? Papablesan yung aso. You're wasting my time. Nung kapamunta ka doon, may pastor sa kanto yan. Baka i-bless yung aso mo. Katoliko tayo. Ako hindi ako nagbe-bless ng hayop. Sayang naman, Father. Kasi kung sino ang magbe-bless ng aso ko, magdo-donate sana ako ng 100,000. Sabi ng pare, ah, ganun ba? Ikaw naman, ba't di mo sinabi kagad na katoliko pala yung aso mo? <laughs> Abusive religious leaders, they position themselves as the only source of your connection with God. They, they, they can be... It can be your small group leader, and if you listen to another religious leader, you're being disloyal and, and committing a sin. Abusive religious leaders, they even humiliate you if you make mistakes. They would speak up front and will make you as an example if you don't measure up to their rules or teaching. The church is supposed to be the safest place for you and me, but sadly, because of abusive religious leaders, you are wounded, and yet you're being stepped on in the very place you want to hold and supposed to be your home. You cannot find refuge. The most common, though, abuse that probably we know and yet don't take notice of is verbal emotional abuse. Sabay-sabay sabihin verbal emotional abuse. It can be the most hidden abuse 
Because the abuser in public is a mild-mannered man. Mukhang disente. But at home, he's a monster. No one knows if a person is being an abuser or being abused because there are no outside wounds. And the wounds are inside. Hindi nakikita. They will say hurtful words. Walang pasa sa labas, pero sa loob, gulping-gulpi. Sabihin ng misis sa staff niya, ay nako, tingin niyan sa mirror, taba-taba ako na. Kulubot na ang kutis ko, may mga wrinkles pa ako, hindi na ako maganda. Sagot naman si Mr. Well, at least malinaw mata mo. Verbal emotional abuse is using anger, shame, insults to control the other person in subtle ways. In my many years of serving the Lord, I have encountered countless stories. I can share with you a few. Somebody mentioned my husband is always angry at me, always shouting at me. By the way, hindi lang mga husbands ang ganyan na. May mga misis na ganyan. Laging galit. Hindi mo alam kung bakit. And they'll blame it on the hormones. Hello? Always shouting at me, I feel so small and she was so brainwashed by, by the husband because after that she would say, if I was only a better wife, he wouldn't be this angry. There is one thing that I've noticed about abusers. Abusers will always blame the victim for the abuse. Kasi, yung kabila ang palaging may kasalanan. Even the parents would blame the child. Kasi, likot-likot mo eh. Salbahe ka eh. would call the child with different labels. And sadly, the victim believes in the lie. Masyado kang magastos. Yung lalaki, lasing na naman. Dinidikdik yung asawa. Bili ka ng bili ng makeup. Kung ano-ano na lang yan. Eh, sumagot yung misis. Mas magastos ka. Bili ka ng bili ng beer, ng alak. Tapos nangatwiran si misis. Kaya naman ako nagpapaganda para sa'yo. Di ba? O sumagot naman si mister. Kaya naman ako naglalasing para gumanda ka. Masakit pa rin yung... Another young woman... He, he had a long-time boyfriend and constantly told her, you're stupid, you're fat. And he asked me, what will I do? I won't even blink. I'll say, you leave him. My gosh. Do you even plan on marrying that guy? Are you kidding me? Kung mag-comment sa girlfriend niya, Hi, sweetheart. Bukod sa mukha mo, ano pa joke mo? Have you heard of this line, sticks and stones may break my bones, but words won't hurt me? I have news for you. Tanongin niyo ko ano? Oh? No. Not true. Maigi nga yung sticks and stones kapag medyo wala na yung pasa, okay ka na eh. But words can kill. One woman said, my, my husband is so possessive, he isolates me. Bawal ang makipagkita ako sa family members and friends. Nagagalit siya if I spend time with these other quote-unquote people. Other people ang tawag kahit sa pamilya. 
Hindi mo pwedeng kitain. Another husband, wife would say, my husband is always jealous. Hindi ako pwedeng makipag-usap kahit kaninong lalaki. Yung usap lang. Without him accusing her of having an affair. Another form of abuse is that when a husband always makes the decisions and not informing the wife in all the big decisions and the family never consulted her. And there's also such a thing as financial abuse. When the husband demands that the wife would account for every single centavo that she spent And if she cannot account for the littlest of the details, he punishes her by withholding money. And he doesn't even allow her to work. He would even not allow her to have her own money to make the wife totally dependent on him because that's how he establishes control in the relationships. And perhaps you're wondering, Of course, Meron naman talaga. It's just that majority of the situations we encounter because abuse is all about power. More often than not, it is the man who's on the aggression side. Statistics say 26% of wives experience verbal abuse from their husbands. Alam mo, sweetheart, ikaw ang Diyosa ng buhay ko. Kuwantuwa naman si Mises. Uy, first time ka nagsabi ng maganda. Diyosa ako ng buhay mo. Sinong Diyosa? Si Venus ba? Yung Diyosa ng kagandaan? Hindi, ikaw si Buddha. <laughs> Parents sadly abuse their kids. And children experience verbal, emotional abuse from their parents. Are you ready for this? 59% of children experience verbal abuse from their parents and caregivers. Including insults, you're stupid, bobo, tangi. Yung masasakit na salita ang sinasabi, maliit pa lang. Nangangarap yung bata, bablangkahin ka agad. Ah. Alam mo, inay, paglaki ko, gusto kong kunin kurso political science para linisin ko ang kalat ng lipunan. Banat yung nani. Yung kalat nga ng bahay, hindi mo malinis, kanat pa ng lipunan, nalilinisin mo. And there will be threats like, I'll kill you, even if they are just joking. Or I'll leave you, iwanan kita. Di ba? Palagi ni kawawa yung mga bata. Small. Yun 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 yung panakot palagi. Iwanan kita. Pobreng bata. Hangamol. Iyak ng iyak. Abandonment. I've seen a lot of those in malls. Mercury drug. Alam niyo ba na may ginagawang mercury drug na kasing laki ng megamol? Ang tawag, Megamod. <laughs> Sa Megamod, may mga nakikita ka dyan, di ba? Yung, yung nanay, pinabuhat, four-year-old child, diba? bumubuhat ng plastic bag, galing sa grocery, natural, mahina ang kamay ng bata, dinabitawan, sumabog yung plastic bag, gulong lahat ng pinabili niya, pinagalitan pa yung bata. Bobo, tangi. In the back of my mind, while I was witnessing it, tumulong na lang ako, ano? Para bang gusto mo sabihin, sino bang bobo at tangi? Lit-lit ng kamay ng bata, sukat ba naman pinabuhat mo, tapos pinagalitan mo. Sadly, kids abuse kids also. 
may bullying sa eskwela. Di ba? It's a huge problem in schools. Buti nga ngayon, may label na yan. Buti nga, conscious na ngayon ng mga schools. During my time, wala niyan. You sink or swim. 65% of children experience bullying in their life at school. Physical, verbal, and emotional. Graduate ako ng public school po. Meron kaming schoolmate. Si Ku. Hindi ko na sabihin yung pangalan, pero Kuba. Hunchback. So, ang tukso sa kanya, binubuli talaga ang tawag sa kanya. Kuba! Kuba! Ayun. Pinutuksong ganun. Kinawag ko, ligarito. Waray ako. Ligarito. Sige, turuan mo to ng karate. Pinaturo ako ng karate dun sa ano. Of course, I didn't know any better. Para huwag kang bulihin. Turuan mo yan ng karate. Di natutunong karate, ang galing. O balik sa akin minsan, bro, magaling na ako sa karate. Ganun ba? O di hindi ka na tinutukso at tinatawag ng Kuba nito mga ito. Anong tawag na sa iyo nila ngayon? Ay, iba na po. Ninja Turtle. Ryan had learning disabilities and his classmates would tease him constantly. And then he found the girl and this girl was nice to him and you liked her too. Online, they began sharing their stories and, and Ryan began sharing because for the first time in his life, somebody listened to him and he shared personal stories to her, but she and her friends, itong babae, spread these embarrassing stories all over the internet. A few days later, they found Ryan dead hanging in his bedroom. He was only 14 years old. So far, I've just presented the problem to us. My question is, what is the solution? Tanungin niyo ko ano? One big message today, two words, take charge. Sabay sabay sabihin, take charge. We want to read from the Bible again. In, in, in the Gospel of John, can we read them all together? After this, Jesus went to Jerusalem for a religious festival near the Sheep Gate. In Jerusalem, there is a pool with five porches. In Hebrew, it is called Bethsatha. Bethsatha. A large crowd of sick people were lying on the porches. The blind, the lame, and the paralyzed. The man was there who had been sick for 30 years. So by 38 years. So by, so by, so being 38 years. One characteristic of abuse is that abuse paralyzes the victim. It paralyzes the victim. Did you napansin? Yung ito lumpo. Naalala ko tuloy, nung, nung high school na po, meron kaming classmate. You know how bullying works? May classmate kami, napilayan, parang sugatan dun sa paa. So, hindi makalakad ng maayos. E singkit. Medyo mukhang Chinese. Ang tawag sa kanya, lumpong Shanghai. <laughs> no, no, I'm, not, I'm, not, I'm not making fun of, of people. I'm, I'm simply saying, abuse happens everywhere all the time. Abuse paralyzes the victim. 
If you are, people are abused physically, verbally, sexually, emotionally. They become paralyzed. The battered wife that I was talking to, I don't understand. But maybe I do. But maybe I don't. Because if you would ask her, why do you keep on accepting back your husband if he continues to, to, to be violent, to hurt you emotionally, physically? Abuse is paralyzing. Sexually abused children. And you would wonder why are they not running away from the abuser? Because out of fear, abused victims become immobilized. Lalo na ang mga bata, they have no power, even if they want to. And then let's move on. Jesus saw him lying there and he knew that the man had been sick for such a long time. So he asked him, do you want to get well? And the sick man answered, sir, I don't have anyone here to put me in the pool. When the water is stirred up, while I'm trying to get in, somebody else gets there first. John chapter 5, verses 6 to 7. Don't you wonder. Jesus had to ask him, do you want to get well? If I was the one being asked by Jesus, and I'm paralyzed, maybe I end up scratching my head and I'll answer Jesus. Eh, obvious ba? Why do you have to ask if I want to get well? But Jesus had to ask, because many have become comfortable with being paralyzed. They don't want healing as much as they simply wanted pity. Yung mamang ito, naging negosyo niya na yung masamang kalagayan niya. He has become comfortable. And Jesus had to ask, do you really want to get well? O gusto mo lang bariya o limos? Kasi kung bariya o limos ang kailangan mo, pwedeng ibigayan ng iba, but I can heal you. I can do miracles in your life, but you've got to want it. No, I, I cannot force it on you. It's got to be something that you really want to happen in your life. Do you want to get well? Blaming the poor. Blaming others. This one paralyzes you. It prevents you from making decisions to be free from your current situation. And then the man was saying, I don't have anyone to put me there. In, in, in a literal translation, in our lives, I have no one to save me. So I'll stay here until somebody takes notice and brings me out. Malas eh, buisit kasi itong abuser na ito. You blame the abuser back. I have news for you. Tanungin niyo ko, no. Abuse will never happen if the abused person would not allow it. Jesus said to him, the Bible said, rise up, take up your bed and walk and immediately, sabay sabay sabihin immediately, the man was made well, took up his bed and walked. John chapter 5 verses 8 to 9. What do we do? The Bible lists down our actions first. Rise up. Somebody, 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 rise up. Rise up. Do you want to get well? You've got to rise up from the abuse. You want to get out of the abusive relationship. You've got to take the first step. If you're young and weak, get help. Get out of the house. Break your silence. Tell your story. Get the help that you need. You've got to rise up. You've got to take responsibility. Number two, 
take up your bed. Sabay-sabay sabihin, take up your bed. Stop lying on the bed and start carrying it. You've got to wake up from your denial. Stop denying. Ang dalas sa pag-uusap, pag tinanong mo, bakit nandyan ka pa rin? Inaabuso ka. Bakit hindi ka umaalis? Alam mong sagot? Eh, mabait naman ho yan eh kapag hindi nakakainom. Share your story with somebody who can help you. My heart breaks just a few weeks ago and we've been having these cases by which yung mga magulang pa ang nagtatanggol sa tiyuhin na sumulbahi dun sa anak nila ang dahilan tanongin niyo ko ano tumutulong naman financially eh and yan but is it really worth the bills? The woman who's been the punching bag of his husband for 17 years and his husband would do horrible things. You know what he will do? The husband picks up a hammer, push her wife on the wall and then put her, put the wife's hand on the wall and start hammering on the fingers one by one. And she would tell her story weeping and showing the broken fingers. And I asked her, why did you stay for 17 years? Why didn't you run away? But she couldn't answer. I know why. Because like the paralyzed man, she's been lying on her, on her bed waiting for someone to rescue her. The bed has become comfortable. The man has been there for 38 years. The trouble with us when we read the Bible and we read the phrase 38 years, we just read it, but hey, 38 years. One year is a long time. You want to multiply that by 38, 38 years. Abuse has become familiar for him, for this guy. In the same way, abuse can become very familiar to you and me. It has become very bearable. Kaya mo na, natitiis mo na, so comfortable ka na somehow. Ah, painful pa rin, but at least it's predictable. The lesson from God's Word is saying, hey, you take charge. Call the counseling center. Can you flash the number on screen? You've got to rise up. Take up your bed. And finally, walk. I'm close to ending. I'm talking to two types of people here. First, you might be an abuser and you don't know it. God's word is hope for you. You need healing.
Mon Mendes. Can you raise your hand, please? Can you can you look there? Nasaan si Benji? Yeah, okay lang kung yun ang tawagin. Pakisabi lang kay Benji, kain siya ng kain, di man lang ako tinitirahan. Kumain na yun sa labas. Walang pakisama talaga. The joke, joke. I had to ask Mon to raise her hand because Mon and Benji is doing a special ministry for people having difficult relationships and if you need help approach people here in the feast we don't want to just talk about this and tell you oh sige bahala ka na sa buhay mo ha call up people if you don't want to dial the number of the pastoral center you have a lot of places to run to. Look at the internet and just choose the trustworthy ones. If you are the abuser, you have the power to change. And maybe you're abusing people, your wife, your children, because of neglect. God wants that change today. Can we watch this video, please? And then we'll end. As she stood in front of her fifth grade class on the first day of school, she told the children an untruth. Like most teachers, she looked at her students and said that she loved them all the same. However, that was impossible because there in the front row, slumped in his seat, was a little boy named Teddy Stallard. Miss Thompson had watched Teddy the year before and noticed that he didn't play well with other children, that his clothes were messy, and that he constantly needed a bath. And Teddy could be unpleasant. It got to the point where Miss Thompson would actually take delight in marking his papers with a broad red pen, making bold X's, and then putting a big F at the top of his papers. At the school where Miss Thompson taught, she was required to review each child's past records, and she put Teddy's off until the last. However, when she reviewed his file, she was in for a surprise. Teddy's first grade teacher wrote, Teddy is a bright child with a ready laugh. He does his work neatly, and has good manners. He is such a joy to be around. His second grade teacher wrote, Teddy is an excellent student, well liked by his classmates, but he is troubled because his mother has a terminal illness and life at home must be a struggle. 
His third grade teacher wrote, His mother's death has been hard on him. He tries to do his best, but his father doesn't show much interest, and his home life will soon affect him if some steps aren't taken. Teddy's fourth grade teacher wrote, Teddy is withdrawn and doesn't show much interest in school. He doesn't have many friends, and he sometimes sleeps in class. By now, Miss Thompson realized the problem, and she was ashamed of herself. She felt even worse when her students brought her Christmas presents wrapped in beautiful ribbons and bright paper, except for Teddy's. His present was clumsily wrapped in heavy brown paper that he got from a grocery bag. Miss Thompson took pains to open it in the middle of the other presents. Some of the students started to laugh when she found a rhinestone bracelet with some of the stones missing and a bottle that was one quarter full of perfume. But she stifled the children's laughter when she exclaimed how pretty the bracelet was, putting it on and dabbing some of the perfume on her wrist. Teddy Stallard stayed after school that day, just long enough to say, Miss Thompson, today you smell just like my mom used to. After the children left, she cried for at least an hour. On that very day, she quit teaching reading, writing, and arithmetic. Instead, she began to teach children. Miss Thompson paid particular attention to Teddy. As she worked with him, his mind began to come alive. The more she encouraged him, the faster he responded. By the end of the year, Teddy had become one of the smartest children in the class. And despite her lie that she would love all the children the same, Teddy became one of her teacher's pets. A year later, she found a note under her door from Teddy, telling her that she was the best teacher he'd ever had in his whole life. Six years went by before she got another note from Teddy. He then wrote that he had finished high school third in his class, and she was still the best teacher he ever had in his whole life. Four years after that, she got another letter saying that while things had been tough at times, he'd stayed in school. He'd stuck with it and would soon graduate from college with the highest of honors. Again, he assured Miss Thompson that she was still the best and favorite teacher he'd ever had. Then four more years passed and yet another letter came. After he got his bachelor's degree, he had decided to go a little further. She was still the best and favorite teacher he'd ever had. But now, his name was a little longer. The letter was signed, Theodore F. Stallard, M.D. The story does not end here. There was yet another letter that spring. 
Teddy said he'd met this girl and was going to be married. He explained that his father had died a couple of years ago, and he was wondering if Miss Thompson might agree to sit at the wedding in the place that was usually reserved for the mother of the groom. Of course, Miss Thompson did. And guess what? She wore that bracelet. The one with several rhinestones missing. Moreover, she made sure she was wearing the perfume that Teddy remembered his mother wearing on their last Christmas together. They hugged each other, and Dr. Staller whispered in Miss Thompson's ear, Thank you for believing in me. Thank you so much for making me feel important and showing me that I could make a difference. Miss Thompson, with tears in her eyes, whispered back. She said, Teddy, you have it all wrong. You were the one who taught me that I could make a difference. I didn't know how to teach until I met you. You can never tell what type of impact you may have on another's life by your actions or lack of action. Please consider this fact in your venture through life and just try to make a difference in someone else's life today. May we all stand up and let's pray together. What's scary, actually, is that abused people, they become abusers themselves. And so I'm talking to two types of people here, those who are abusers now, and the cycle has to stop with you. has to stop. Those who have their family members here, kasama niyo family members niyo? Pwede bang pakiakbayan nga? Let's just do something together. And let's just try doing something. Okay? Family members. Pakiakbayan lang. One of the things that I'll be asking us to do, and I hope you make it a habit, is that you always plant a seed of healing in that person. Because you, you don't know. You might have been an abuser for quite a while, and your children are just too scared to tell you. Or maybe you yourself are hurting. Uh, it's funny, but more often than not, yung mga misis, abusada rin yan kung ano-ano mga sinasabi sa mister nila 
Tapos pagkausap ko yan, nasabi sa akin, alam mo katwiran? Salita lang naman yun. Wala naman ibig sabihin sa akin. Are you kidding me? Alam niyo yung sinasabi ninyo na salita lang yan? They hurt forever. They do. Maniwala kayo sa akin. Kapag nag-away kayo, ibabalik. Di ba sinabi mo sa akin dati? Kasi hanggang doon, nandun pa yan. And this is what I'll ask us to do, ha? Huh? Of course, I've had a lot of examples for, for husbands abusing the wife, the family. You know what I do to my wife, to my children all the time? Araw-araw, tanongin niyo ko, ano? Every day, I plant healing. I'll say to my wife, alam mo, han, ang mag-anggaling mo. You're one of the best leaders. You're the best I've ever seen. You're a great manager. Alam mo, ang ganda-ganda mo. I really like that. The dress on you. You look. Nobody can can handle that kind of dress other than you. You're pretty. You're beautiful. Imagine if you say that to your mother. If you say that to your wife all the time. Can everybody look at me here? Yung tatay kapag yan palagi mong sinasabi sa anak mo, hindi yan maghahanap ng iba na magsasabi na maganda siya. mahirap niyan, yung nagsabi na maganda siya, abusuhin pala siya eventually. Eh dapat sa'yo nanggagaling yan. I tell my daughter all the time, you're the prettiest thing that daddy has ever seen. You're the smartest girl dad has ever known and I, I really love you. I say that to my boy all the time. You're the smartest boy dad has ever known. Daddy has a lot of love for you. I'm so proud of you. Not because of your achievements or not, but I just love you. You're my son. You're extremely talented. My gosh, no one is like you. Just say that all the time. Healing is planted. Can you do that now, please? Kahit hindi English yung Tagalogi mo lang, alam mo, ganda-ganda mo. Wait-bait mo. I love you. Can you do that, please? Just... Second, the thing that I want to say is 
if you're the one abused, God says to you, there is hope in God. Uh, Jesus said, rise up, pick up your bed and walk. And I tell you my last story. Jesus was saying 38 years is too long. You've been in this situation long enough. I want to share with you a story. This lady, three years ago, I was in Sydney, Australia. And, I, and this lady was speaking and she was sharing her story. And she said, I was sexually, mentally, emotionally abused and verbally abused by my father as far back as I can remember. And then I left home at the age of 18. He did, he did a lot of terrible things to me. Too distasteful for me to talk about publicly. My father did many perverted things. Are you ready for this? While his father uh, and, and mother... This father would ask her to look through the keyhole, yung butas mo ng pintuan, while the father and mother was having sex. So, this father would ask the daughter, watch them. And this daughter is supposed to tell the father how she feels. And this father would even show his private parts to, to her daughter and he would molest her and touch her and, and make her touch him. And, and the question is, bakit hindi ka nagsusumbong sa nanay mo? And this is what happens. Ang sabi sa kanya ng tatay niya, if your mother knows about anything, about these things, she would blame you. Ikaw ang sisisihin niya, anak. So, mabuti pa, huwag mo na lang sabihin. And the daughter, she said, I learned about, what I learned about love was all about perversion. Pero ang paliwanag lang sa kanya ng tatay niya, alam mo anak, everything that I'm doing to you is special because I love you, but everything that I'm doing to you will never be understood by anybody else. So please, don't just tell them, let's keep it to ourselves a secret. And it became a burden to her because again, he could not bear the pain and she could not tell anyone because she will be the, the, the cause of the family's problems. So that's what the father said. And she kept a lot of secrets. At a very young age, she was made to carry this responsibility. She had this false sense of responsibility. And she was saying, I was made responsible for things that I'm not supposed to be responsible for. And every Friday morning, the mother is supposed to be gold to the grocery shop. Isasama dapat siya. Pero ang tatay sasabihin sa kanya, please beg your mother not to bring you to the grocery store. And while the mother is away, the father would rape her. And there was no place in this world, world where, where she felt safe while she was growing up. And what's even worse, the father would ask her to bring her friends, her girl friends, in the house so she could do things to them too. In fact, she shared that this father managed to abuse the girl next door a number of times. And every time that happened, she was saying, I'm so embarrassed. I was ashamed of myself. I was ashamed of my parents. I was ashamed of what he did. Sexual abuse is so shaming. Nobody wants to talk about it. 
It's even interesting that after the abuse, yung kalarup niya na inabuso rin ng tatay niya, after the abuse, they just went on playing. Because that child would refuse to talk about it even. At school, she said, I pretended to be a normal, normal student, but I felt lonely. And at different times, I felt like I don't fit in. My father would rape me at least once a week until I was about 18 years old and I did my math. So my father raped me around 200 times. And when she asked, she was asked, why are you sharing this? This is what she said. If you were raised right, you go by and kiss your parents. I mean, hey, for crying out loud, you complain a lot about your parents for not being too encouraging and so on. She was saying, I never had that. Kiss your parents three times a day. Even if you're only remotely raised right, even if a little bit raised right, you're even blessed. Number two, This is what she said, I'm sharing my story because you can give your pain to God and make Him turn your pain into gain. Give Him your mess and He will turn it into a message. I know pain, that's what she said, but now I am healed and whole and sane and I've got a great marriage of 50 years. I already have four children and I have 10 grandchildren and I love my life. I believe I have a great value in the kingdom of God and that gives me hope because my story will give you hope. God did this to my life. He changed me and God will do this to you as well. I'm sharing this so you would know how good God is. You might be struggling because of these things, but don't give up. Any, anyone who's abused, you can fully recover. Yes, she said, there are certain things that I wanted to have but could never have. I'll never know how it feels to have a great dad where I could sit on his lap and play with him without fear of things turning into something else. I do not have, I, I cannot have the feeling of having a coffee with him and make him listen to my stories and make him care for me. But I have something so much better when I got to know God and I knew the embrace of Jesus Christ. I have a relationship with God. Psalms chapter 27 verse 10, it says there, even if your mother and father forsake you, I will take you up and I will adopt you and I will make you my own child. And my plan for your life is not changing. Even if abusers tried to ruin my plan for your life, I'm not changing my mind. Yes, your abusers might, might be doing it for your destruction. But hey, I can turn it into something good. Romans chapter 8 verse 28 says there, All things work for the good of those who love God and are called according to His purpose. Isaiah chapter 61 verse 7. Can we read this together please? Instead 
of your shame, you will receive a double portion. And instead of disgrace, you will rejoice in your inheritance. And so you will inherit a double portion in your land and everlasting joy will be yours. Who is this girl? Her name is Joyce Meyer. One of the biggest, best-selling authors, lady authors of the day, one of the most powerful woman evangelists of our time. She had her life blessed and changed and renewed. There is hope for us. We want to return to God, make her, make God her Father, turn our lives to Him for healing. Can you put your hand over your chest please and repeat this prayer after me, Lord Jesus, thank you for dying on the cross for me. Thank you for taking up my pain. Thank you that you rose back to life to give me new life. Come into my heart, Jesus. Heal me. I turn my life over to you. Can everybody look at me here, please? Don't you know that it's written in Psalms chapter 56 verse 8 Ano ang sinasabi dito? Tanungin niyo ko ano? Ang sabi dyan, I have kept your tears in a bottle Amazing Before you felt so alone and you think you're just crying alone and nobody cares God says to you, hey, I've always been here all along. I have kept your tears in the bottle. And if you will come to me, if you would rise up, take your bed and walk, I'll be walking with you. I'll even cry with you along the way. But let's do this together. Your destiny is not changing. You have a whole lot in store for you. And even if our, your abuser tried to destroy that, God is not changing His mind. Hindi ako papayag sabi ng Dios. We will get there. I will heal you. I have a new life for you. This is our inheritance, a double portion of our inheritance for you and me. In Jesus' name. Thank you for listening. This is John Escoto, and may your leadership and may your life be blessed by God today.